Boom. Hips tick-tock when I dance. Dance. On that demon talk, she might start an OnlyFans, OnlyFans, and that big B stands for bands. And if you want to feel some real asteroid, baby, here's your chance. It go left cheek, right cheek, drop below, then swang, swang. Texas up in this thing, put you up in this game, game. Ivory Park on my frame, frame, gang, 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 gang. If you don't jump to put jeans on, baby, you don't feel my pain. Hold up, please don't give me hype. Write my name in ice. I can't argue with you lazy chickens. I just raised my price. I'm a boss. I'm a leader. I pull up in my two-seater, and my mama was a savage. I got this from Tina. Uh, <laughs> I welcome back to the podcast, One Man, One Tree in a Hill. I'm your host, uh, Jared Waters. I've been listening to this effing song for like all week, and I just like it. I just freaked. Beyonce spazzed out when she said, please don't give me hype. I was hype. So when she said, please don't get me hype, I was like, oh, F, am I not supposed to be hype right now? But write my name in ice, and she ain't even talking about the ice in the refrigerator. I think she might be talking about ice as in like bling bling. But uh, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I was just I was randomly, I've been alone thinking about this song. I was like, freak, this song slaps hard. Uh, before we start, we got a lot of sponsorships, and I noticed that uh, we have our sponsors, and we got to freaking shout them out. Our sponsor is Frontline Roofing, ladies and gentlemen, Frontline Roofing and Restoration. It's a company down in Ohio where they specialize in roof restorations and storm damage inspections. So you can call or set an appointment anytime the inspectors will assist you with your roof or any weather-related damage, assist with insurance and claims that you might have your roof prepared and replaced. So ladies and gentlemen, that's Frontline and Roofing Restoration. We're going to put their information inside the link so you can click and do it. So some good guys. My friend started this um not um, he freaking started this company, and they're just killing in Ohio. And uh, they hit me. I was like, let's sponsor the podcast. I was like, effing, let's do it. Uh, this isn't a sponsorship, but we want to shout out black businesses. My friend, uh, Jackie Street, she has started her own company, and I love it right now. So what it is is it's uh, Tori Bell Cosmetics, right? We're going to put the link to her. Well, she sells eyelashes, eyelashes and eyeshadow palettes. And, you know, personally, I... Uh, you know, I don't really wear eyelashes or eyeshadows, but since my friend is doing effort, I'm about to get me a pair. I'm about to get me some eyelashes. I don't, they didn't really give me a, if I would promo, I'd always say, hey girls, <laughs> uh, hey girls, if you want eyelashes, you need to go to Wild, Wild Flowers Eyeshadow Palette. Palette. Palette or pilot? A palette. It's a palette. So yeah, we're going to shout out her. She does, uh, they're selling eyelashes. And you know, everybody needs eyelashes. You know, you ever go swimming and your eyelashes come off? You need to hit up, you need to go to Tory Bell Cosmetics, Barbie Love. You ever been walking outside and you've been at a dance and all of a sudden you're dancing too hard and your eyelashes fall out? Boom, you need to go to Tory Bell Cosmetics slash Barbie Love at home. We're going to plug that podcast. It's not a podcast, we're going to plug her website. So get some freaking eyelashes, man. What the freak is that noise? All right, cool. So uh, we're back. So uh, the podcast is under, not under construction, but we got some new sponsors and we got some new producers. So I know a lot of people email. You guys flood these podcasts with so many emails, but I'm only one man and I try to read them all, but it's like a thousand this week that we wrote about. So we got producers. So our producers, they'll be shooting emails and they're going to like kind of sum up what we want to talk about and then we're going to put it out. They control the Instagram. They control everything else. Because sometimes it's just freaking weird. Like, post and listen to my podcast. Like, that's not me at all. But F it. You know, you got to promote. You got to do stuff like that. Uh, let's wrap up the week. This week has uh, been uh, been a great week. I've been doing a lot of stand-up. Back on back on the prowl. New York City. We're still in the we're still in the pandemic. Florida. Freak. My, my great state of Florida is the number one. 
it's not funny, but we got the number one cases. And they freaking opened up Disney World this week, folks. I don't know what the F is going out there, but a lot of my friends still work at Disney World. And it's good that they got their jobs back. I get that. But at the same time, there is no way to socially distance at Disney World. There's no way to wait on the line. I don't know how they can do it. You're trying to stay six feet deep and Space Mountain is a four-hour line. I don't know how they're doing it. But if you're going to Disney World, try to be safe if you can. New York City, we're in phase two. Phase two. So what phase two is, we pretty much we can go outside. So phase two, I've been doing lots of comedy shows. So this week, Thursday and Wednesday, Thursday we do the horse play, comedy, horse play comedy show. My friend Khalil Walker does that show. And it was cool, like, being outside. We're outside. And I do this thing where I call uh, I call it dugout, dugout sets, where I go to shows where I know there's a chance I might get on, even if I'm not booked, just to slide on, because I know someone's going to drop out or someone might not make it on time. So I go to Khalil's show. He told me to show up anyways, but you never want to just take the stage time, but I did. And it was really fun, man, really good set. A lot of new material I was working on was hitting hard. And sometimes I notice about myself that if you don't know anything about comedy, comedy is more like... Especially in New York City, there's different phases of levels where you can see. You get the top tier level, you got Chris Rock and you got the big dogs. And there's a second tier level of the comics who like been on TV shows before but are not but still actively working. That's like the Bobby Kellys and what's going on. Then you have another level of the guys who work all the clubs. And then you got this other level of the guys with like credits and everything else. And then you got the guys who move from different states. And then you got like the totem pole, right? That's the totem pole. So this show had a lot of people that I respected on the show. And it was cool finally having people that I respected like watch my set and be like, oh, wow, Jared, you're funny. I said, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, that's what I moved out here for. But it was good being on a show of like my peers that I respected. And a lot of them had to knock off rust off. I think I kind of you trip up on your words a little bit when you haven't been on stage in a long time. But I've been like on stage in different like platforms. So I felt like right at home. And then Sunday, which is today, uh, we did a legendary comedy show, P.D. Diabru show. Freaking great show, out on the street again. So it feels good to like finally be out here. And then I did a Zeta Phi Beta. I think it's an anniversary. I don't know. A centen- It wasn't Centennial. It was a fundraiser. We did a fundraiser show for Zeta Phi Beta. And it's it's easy when you got to deal with like old old black <laughs> old, old black people, old black women love laughing uh, at stuff they're not supposed to laugh about. They love laughing at stuff, shocking stuff. So I had to do that, do everything else. But it felt good just to be out there, be out on the streets again. And the reason why we have so many people like producing this podcast, because, you know, they support the podcast. But, you know, I've been uh, submitting all these packets. If you don't know about like comedy, comedy is more like this. There's a lot of stand-up comedians that write for other comedians or a lot of stand-up comedians that write for different TV shows. So there's like these different time periods where you write. So I've been doing all these different writing sessions and everything else and we're like building pilots and editing and everything else so it's really been consuming my time which is good which is good that I have the time to do it so now we got our producers on it so our producers they control the Instagram they'll be producing the podcast and then we'll let you know just to be more professional I thought I was professional but they're like way more professional than me but sometimes you gotta ask for help like Marlon Wayans and Six Man I was a Trinidad James line so I got all your emails, and I got, I'm going to sum up the topics, what you guys thought. So the first thing we talked about is, like, how do I feel? How do we feel about Kanye 2020? F it, man. Why not? I like Kanye. Even though he's wild, F it. What's not, what's not wild in the office right now? 
Uh, I think it'll be funny if Kanye West if Kanye West does win. And the crazy thing about it is, there's a chance he could win. I think it was in 2016 when I was reading that 11% of the people voted for Harambe, <laughs> voted voted for a dead gorilla. 10% of the people voted for D's nuts. So I think Kanye will probably steal some votes. I don't think he will win, but I think he can win in 2024. I think he can. I think he waited too late. I think it'd be cool if he had the inauguration and he just he closes all he closes all like our economy on Sunday and starts singing clothes on Sunday. America's my Chick fil A. I think that'll be funny. But uh, you know, I don't I freaking don't know. It feels like I don't know who's gonna win to be honest with you. I think I sort of still think uh, President Trump's going to win again because I think Joe Biden's just not confident. You know what I mean? He looks like he looks in the mirror and calls himself Mighty Joe Young to get himself hype. You know, he just doesn't look confident. Like, he looks like he's waiting for someone to make a mistake. It seems like nobody really wants to be the president. We just feel like we're just running lost. <laughs> the European Union has closed Americans off from visiting, which I find hilarious. They've closed us off. They're just like, you guys are too dirty. Nah, get it together. So, do I think Kanye West will be the president. Honestly, don't count Kanye West out, man. He said he'd be a billionaire, and he is, man. I remember Kanye West. I just remember he dropped when I was like in eighth. I think I was in eighth grade or ninth grade. And I just, I've been a Kanye West fan, man. Even though he's wild, it's just like when he made that song, Last Call, when he just <laughs> talks for like 15 minutes about how he's making it, I wouldn't count against him. But I think it's just he picked a later time to do it. But I think he's going to steal some votes from like Joe Biden or he's going to steal some votes. He's going to probably get 10 percent. That's good enough. Do I think he's going to win? No, I personally don't think he's going to win yet. Uh, other big news, not a big news, but we should continue this. Uh, Breonna Taylor's killers have still not been arrested. And we're still like doing other stuff besides arresting them. Like, hey, you guys want free Gatorade? We got that. And I, there's a, there was a cop that talked about remorse, and I, he probably is remorseful now. But I think it's like right timing. Imagine if this stuff didn't happen. Nobody probably care. Nobody probably know her name. So, you know, you got to take that L. Not even take an L, you know. Freaking just you made a mistake, but that mistake cost somebody's life. So you mother effers should be arrested, you know. That's what I think. Uh, other news. Not other news. Uh, Naya Rivera, holy f! I I read that, and uh, it sounds, it just sounds kind of shaky to me a little bit that she. If you don't know, Naya Rivera is from the show Glee. She's from the show Glee, and she. I think she's pretty much dead now. They she's lost at sea or lost in the river. She was renting a boat for her and her son, and they found the boat drifting away, and they found her four-year-old son inside there. And they cannot find her body at all, which is sad. But I think a lot of people don't realize four-year-olds are very capable of talking. And the four-year-old said what happened. He said, my mom jumped into the water and didn't jump back in. So either that she was either swimming or jumping out there, or they said like that type of lake is like a lot of trees. So she could have got stuck underneath the debris or, or she jumped out. You know, I don't think she would do that. I don't, I don't freaking know her, so how do I know? You know, I don't know what's going on, but it, it seems to me like it's an apparent suicide if I'm, like, looking out because a four-year-old is very capable of telling you what's happening because there was life vest on the boat. So they left the life vest on the boat and jumped. But shout-out to all my glee heads out there, you know. Hopefully, well, I think it's when it's a recovery mission, that means that they pretty much 
said that she is there. Assume that she's presumed dead. So that's that's freaking sad, you know, that someone has to go out like that. Sucks. Uh, also, a lot of the emails have been asking me about Wayfair and Freak. I'm a con- I don't know if I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I believe in certain things like that. If you don't know, Wayfair is this company that shells, sells cabinets or they sell things. But it's ironic that all these girls that have been abducted, their names were the names of file cabinets. So Wayfair was like, oh, we're not we're not selling little girls. But, uh, you know, maybe maybe they are. You know, that's just ironic that all their file cabinets were the names or furniture were the names of girls missing. And people ask me, am I a conspiracy theorist? I don't I don't think I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I just like looking at facts. Now, I'm not proud to say this, but I personally believe O.J. Simpson didn't kill his wife. And people are like, well, how the freak can you say that? Because I think there's, I read this article about the coroner, the coroner report, the coroner report. The coroner is the person who like interviews, they like, they shot this coroner, they recorded him. And they asked him, do you think O.J. Simpson did it? And he goes, no, a younger guy probably did it. I think O.J.'s son probably killed, what's his wife's name, Vanessa? Uh, Nicole Simpson. Because they said, number one, his son has been arrested for domestic violence. His son was, like, always arrested for messing with knives. I think that they said, like, a old, you got to think, O.J. Simpson, was a, he's an old man. So to hold down two people after NFL body, and you got to think about it. If NFL players right now, after they finish the NFL, they barely can walk. What do you think O.J. Simpson was bodies like? Because he was playing when they didn't have proper helmets, proper equipment, everything else. So if this old man can hold down two people, maybe. I think when he drove the van, the getaway van, I think he was covering to let his son get away. Because there's a picture of O.J. Simpson when he's acquitted, and you just see his son looking like crazy. But yeah, do I think that these wave, these Wayfair, Wayfair people, I think they probably had something to do with it. Yeah, I freaking think so. Freak, other news, other news. Patrick Mahomes, holy F. Patrick Mahomes signed a 12-year contract worth $503 million with the Kansas City Chiefs. Shout out to that. It is over... So the deal could be up for $477 million, $83 million guaranteed. I'm curious how they're going to start signing people because that's 12 years. 12, that's 12, well, he's 20, yeah. I think that's I think that's dope for Patrick Mahomes. I'm still a Panthers fan. Freak, I can't believe the Panthers freaking gave away freaking Cam Newton. But I'm still a Panthers fan, but that's what's going on. And which made me think about this. Uh, me and my old lady have been talking about exploring ourselves if you guys have been in the quarantine you probably had a lot of time just talking about yourselves and I noticed something about myself that I never thought about I was saying like when my lady go, when we were talking she goes there's parts of you that I don't even know right which is cool because some parts I don't even talk about until I realized I was talking to my friend and they go sometimes with experiences in life we block out parts of our life that we either don't want to remember or we just maybe we forgot about and we don't know until we run into someone from our past, right? So recently when I've been doing these interviews with some of my friends that I haven't spoken to in years, I'm starting to notice things that I didn't notice about myself for remembering stories that I've done. Uh, I was telling the story. I dropped this story on uh, Instagram. Uh, I, used to, I used to play football. I used to be a big, I'm still, I was a huge Destiny's Child fan. I remember loving Destiny's Child. I never had their posters but I had all their CDs. This is like when Napster was big. I would just rip their music and have it on CDs. And I used to get hyped before the game listening to Destiny's Child. And uh, I remember my coach was just 
I don't know what he was pissed about. This dude named Coach A, he had a bad heart too. So I'm, I don't know. He's still living. Hopefully, he is. But I remember he would just yell at us about about like linebacker stance, and he tells me he goes, he says, Waters, do you understand what a linebacker stance is? Do all the cornerbacks know? I said, Yeah, it's Destiny's Child, say my name, dance. And everybody starts laughing, and he sends me off. He goes, Jared, start running. So I'm running around the whole field, and then he yells out. He goes, You need to decide. Do you want to be a member of Destiny's Child or this defense? And then I was like, can I be a part of both? You know what? Go home. So I had to catch the bus and go home, which made me think about when I was, we're talking about Patrick about football, how such football is such a, they try to say it's non-feminine. Like they want to be such a masculine sport, but like what's wrong with like listening to Destiny's Child? So my lady was just saying like when you talk to your friends, I noticed when I talked to all my old friends, I started noticing things or finding things about myself that I haven't explored in a long time. And not even, like, with my friends, like, my little sister. I uh, I got, like, last time I was talking about, like, what's it like to be a girl. I called my baby sister, both of my, they're both babies and me, and asking them, like, I never realized how they grew up completely different than me. You know, their idea of their big brother is completely different. They saw parts of me that I probably don't remember. And I talked to my brother, and I was asking my brother about how he grew up, and we, like, really, like, had this this therapy that of us us all talking about certain things. And I called my pops. And I told him about, like, how I don't like public shaming, how, like, you publicly shame a person. And then he made a lot of good points. And my sister's like, Jerry, you kind of publicly shame your dad by getting in trouble so many times. I'm like, freak, I didn't even think about that. So it's like these points, especially moments in time where we take this time to just explore yourselves. Just don't sit alone and freaking just say you're bored and just watching Netflix all day. That's cool. But take time to, like, understand, like, who you are, you know? So I thought about this. I was like, well... I'll record this podcast for my grandkids. Like, I hope whoever my grandkids are, hopefully I meet them, that they listen to this and be like, oh, this is what my grandfather was like in freaking 2020. He was exploring himself and knowing things about him, and these are the news of freaking what's happening, you know? Uh, oh, okay, I know why, how I got on this topic. Because one of my friends, uh, I'm not going to say her name, but she's transgender, and she was very, de- like, very depressed. And... She, like, last time we saw each other was at, like, a Christmas party? I think it was a Christmas, no. Christmas party? I don't know what it is, but before she transitioned, I used to see see her all around while she was transitioning. She's a stand-up comic. She stopped doing stand-up. And so I was just always just checking in on her to see how she's doing. You know, does she like herself now? Because she said, like, she never liked herself. She never liked the way she felt. And now she got this work done, and now she says she likes herself. So she writes a post and goes, somebody help me. So I write her, and I'm just like, hey, what's up? Are you okay? And she goes, no, I'm not okay. I'm depressed. I don't feel like living. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And sometimes it's tough when people don't believe in a higher power, and you're trying to talk to them about a higher power, and they're not with it at all, you know? Freaking realize I say you know a lot, but F it. I'm alone. F. I'm in the studio right now. Our producer's just looking at me. So, all right, so pretty much. Uh, they go, I'm having suicidal thoughts, and I was like, all right, well, you know, how can I how can I help you, you know? And I was like, you know, maybe you should go back to the place where she went to this, this, like, cabin, something, this cabin, like, this place for, like, people who have suicidal thoughts, right? And I was like, have you thought about checking back into that place because that's where you were your happiest the last time we talked? You said that place was amazing. Maybe you should go back there if you're having these suicidal thoughts. And she goes, I can't afford it. Now, in my mind, I'm like, all right, is this chick going to ask me for money? And, uh, you know, and I have no problem helping out. 
And she's like, I'm near homelessness. I don't have a job anymore. My life is in shambles. And I'm like, F, all right, well, let's link up. You know, maybe we can talk or anything else. And she goes, I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And I was like, look, I'm here. If you need to talk, let's talk. Let's get this out, right? So I, I just put my number out there. And then she goes a little bit left and was all like, uh, I'm having sex with a cis person. And I'm like, what is a cis? And when I think of cis, I'm thinking of that thing inside your, your leg or, you know, when people have, you know, those YouTube videos where people just sit there and they pop pimples and you see that white stuff busting out. I'm like, what? I said, what type of, what type of freaky stuff is she in, cis? But then she told me a cis person, like I didn't know, a cis person is a woman who is not trans. So I am a cis man. I'm a man, but I'm not a trans man. So I was learning different things. So pretty much her and her ex-girlfriend broke up and her, she recently ran into her ex-girlfriend and her ex-girlfriend is with somebody else, right? She's with a trans person. And she goes, my whole life, she wanted to feel this person. So now she feels this way. And then from my understanding, and this is, you know, F it, you know. So she's telling me and she goes, her ex-girlfriend is with a transgender person exactly like her. And I was like, well, I don't get what the problem is. She goes, the problem is that this whole time I thought I wasn't good enough for her and she was too good for me. She was too good for me. And I end up sabotaging the relationship and now I'm angry with myself. And I was like, F. I said, like, but that's no reason to kill yourself. You know what I mean? There's no reason to take yourself out of this world because you don't like a decision that you made. I was like, what does that prove? You, you know, take yourself and we'll all be sad if you die. And uh, we're talking, and, you know, I said, you know, I could I could offer our prayers, and, you know, I think maybe we should, you know, you, sometimes you try to make a joke to lighten the mood, and then she just checking, are you making light about me trying to hurt myself? I was like, no, I'm not making light, but I'm saying, like, uh, let's do something else besides doing this, which made me think, you know, about death, you know, like everyone's dying, this COVID, not everyone, but people are dying, and, like, I'm kind of jealous that she has these suicidal thoughts because I fear God too much to do suicide. I'm like, freak, what am I supposed to tell God when I get up there? Like, oh, wait, 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 wait. I didn't want to be on earth, but I don't want to be in hell. You know, so we started exploring that. And I say that to be say like this, like if you got a friend that's really, you know, for having suicidal talks, take that time to like check in. Like I never thought like I would get this information. You know, I was just checking in. It's like you said help, like what's wrong? I thought it was like financial, but it turns out she's like going through this. And uh, we're supporting her, you know, I'll check back in and see how she's doing. And I check in her all the time to see how she's doing, you know, because sometimes people pour, like when you're a strong person, sometimes people pour a lot into you. And sometimes you have to pour it back out somewhere else, you know. Like you just can't tell me you're about to kill yourself. And then all of a sudden just be like, all right, I'm, about, I'm good. I'm like, whoa, 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 come on, we'll back that up, Turbo. So uh, we've been recently doing that this week and, you know, checking in on your strong friends. We've been preaching that message and I'm safe to happy to say now she feels a whole lot better and she had the courage to talk to her her ex-girlfriend again and now they're I guess they're friends now but yeah that kind of like not kind of like but it kind of like throws you into a loop a little bit when you're like talking about how you can go and all right this is the last of your emails and freak I already know where you guys are going with it uh <laughs> here's the Will Smith Will Smith I'll say this man F it, I'll say this, because all these jokes about entanglement is freaking funny, as funny as F. Let's play a clip. Let's play a clip first. All right, here we go, folks. So what happened, Jada? 
I got into a different kind of entanglement. I think um, you need to say clearly what happened. Yeah, and then I got into an entanglement with August. That's what I said. An entanglement? Yes. <laughs> so what happened, Jade? Freak. Be honest, man. There's, I can't. If you think about it on the bright side, the bright side is their show got 16 million views on uh, Red Table Talk, uh, to be honest with you. I think that we in society, I would say as black people, black people are in love with black people. And I say that meaning that celebrity, if you think about black Americans, we only make about 11% of the population, but we have the loudest voice among other black people, right? So we gravitate towards the celebrities that look like us, right? We love Michael Jackson. People love Prince. You are invested into the celebrity-ism, right? I think that people love Will Smith. I think that's the result of people loving Will Smith. Like, he looks, <laughs> Will looks sad, but at the same time, he kind of looks like when you get sent to a principal's office and you're just disappointed that it got here, you know? Because, you know, now everyone's talking about I'm entangled, I'm entangled. The jokes are freaking hilarious, the entanglement. But just think about how much people love Will Smith. Will Smith taught a lot of inner-city boys how to confront their absentee fathers. I thought to read by myself. <laughs> he loved Will Smith because he loves his kids. You know, if think about that. I think like people just love Will Smith. And I think once you love somebody that you grew up with, you feel like you kind of like grew up with them a little bit. You feel for him, you know. But I think he's probably just it's kind of it's just more embarrassing, you know. You don't want to dogpile anybody else, but it's it's really embarrassing. Nobody wants to be embarrassed like that publicly. But then again, if it's 16 million viewers and it's good for business, you know, sometimes you got to take that L. But yeah, ooh, that wasn't, that was, freak, that's that's some entanglement right there. <laughs> it's it's crazy because, it's crazy because the internet is such a ruthless place, man. You know what I mean? You want to make jokes. I think I made one post. I was like, Will, I, I think I made a post with uh, Uncle Phil. And I was like, only this man can help Will right now, with Uncle Phil. And I got a lot of laughs. Sometimes it's weird posting on social media. Like, I love to dance, right? I've loved, like I told you that story about like Destiny's. Like, I love dancing, but sometimes I feel like like a clown, and I don't want to feel like a clown. I feel like comedy is such the smartest thing in the world. So when you do silly things, it's silly. But I never want to be like a fool. You know, like I like dancing, but I don't want to be like I'm always in my head about like certain stuff. Like, man, is it? Do you am I gonna be perceived as stupid? Or is this to people understand the humor of why it's so funny? So, yeah, being played, I guess. Yo, Big Willie, man, that freaking sucks, man. Freaking freak. All right. So, uh, yeah, I think, just think black people, we love black celebrities. Uh, we're going to end this podcast, you know what I mean? This is the Woody's Roundup. Uh, everyone looks forward to the, I like, I, me personally, I look forward to the times where I spend with guests. I really love that part. But when you're alone with your own thoughts, you guys give me thoughts to think about, and I really appreciate that. Uh, we want to end this podcast by saying rest in peace to my friend Laura Bellinger's uh, father who passed away. Um, I think, I, you know, you see, I, I don't know if I met him before, but, you know, you never want anyone to lose their dad. You know, that sucks. And, you know, our prayers are up for her. I hope that she stays strong. You know what I mean? Also, our prayers up to Stephen Henderson. Stephen Henderson, uh, he lost his father through COVID-19. So, uh, keep those people in your prayers. Uh, arrest the people that killed Breonna Taylor. We're not going to stop letting up with that. And this is the podcast, One Man, One Tree in a Hill. Shout out to my dog, Garrett McCall. Uh, he's been doing the music up here. He's one of our producers up here. So shout out to him. He produces the beats. All right, take care. Live on the podcast, uh, One Man, One Tree in a Hill. Say what up to the people. 
This is when I see black excellence, man. It's Dave Chappelle, Michael Che, Lauren Michaels, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, all sitting at the table. I said, yo, Eddie, Mr. Murphy, I, said, I just want to say, man, you're the GOAT, man. And you're the coldest nigga that ever walked the face of the earth. And then I said, and I said, uh-uh, and I'm be the next Jamar Neighbors. Yeah. And she was up like, I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> gotta break that thing over she wants it private but they're not even together right now so we haven't spoken about anything but the cat for at two least months. two months uh ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to the podcast my name is jerry waters and i'll catch you next time like subscribe rate the podcast have a wonderful night wonderful day whatever you're listening to i'll see you soon